0: Hello fellow travelers, and thank you for joining me once again. This is episode 42. Um, the title will be Paul season two. Uh, maybe not. We'll see what it ends up being. But if you were paying attention uh, last week uh, for episode 41, I looked back uh, on the the very beginnings of kind of where I saw God directing me and and taking me and so I want to continue on on that story just because it's fun. It's fun to think back. Uh, Hopefully it's uh, enlightening and and you guys uh, find some encouragement from hearing uh, the things that I've gone through, why I do the things I do, who I've become. I've also got some cool interviews that are coming up uh, that are going to be released here soon once i edit them uh, and or record them Uh, i am recording this one a little bit early because i am going to be out of town this weekend i will be playing paintball in winamac indiana and then i will be going to go watch jervis campbell perform live in grand rapids michigan on sunday night and and then monday night i'm hoping that uh, i'm going to have another interview session with a couple of friends who are going to come over to the house And, yeah, so there's lots of fun things going on, Coach. Those don't count. The extras don't count towards uh, the 52 episodes. Um, We're in 42, which, if you're a mathematician, means that after this, there are 10 episodes left. Uh, So if you have suggested topics or something you really want to hear, please check us out uh, at theunbrokenground@gmail.com. at You can email me those things. You can find us on Facebook forward slash theunbrokenground, uh, Instagram, Instagram. the uh uh threads on that don't post much but i am on that um and i am now officially on be Real, uh, in the best way possible so let's jump in So maybe um, I should do a recap uh, for those who don't want to listen to the whole episode of 41, uh, but will feel lost if you don't get at least an update of what's going on in the life of Paul during this time. So um, here's the short summary. I graduated high school thinking I was headed towards a private school. Uh, In Abilene, Texas, and instead God redirected me and took me to a public school in San Angelo. I'd never been to San Angelo before, um, before going there for a freshman orientation and then moving in. Those are the two times I ever went to San Angelo. Uh, I love San Angelo. Um, I really enjoyed living there. Uh, Would love to Live there again if it was not in Texas and really super 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 stinking hot, um, and because I don't like being hot. So, um, so I I was living in San Angelo. I I graduated Angelo State. I uh, with my, my master's of business. Um, I was working for a church as a part-time youth minister. I was also doing a I had done just finished. Getting towards the end, and the end of the story, I was getting towards the end of finishing up a uh, year and a half long internship with the Baptist Student Ministries, where I had met a lot of people and and had made a lot of my friends. And I was um, basically God just kind of put into my path a um, invitation to go to Colorado and work for the summer. Now, I think we should back up just a little bit um, and. That way, I can offer some form of explanation, although it's not going to be great, or probably won't fulfill all the people, especially those who are planners, who are like, "Hey, we have to get step by step. How could you not have this all uh, planned out? How do you not have this all lined out? Like, are you you just kind of seem to wander through life?" Um, and the answer is, I, I it does it does certainly from the outside, and sometimes from the inside, appear that way. Um, I I knew I was supposed to be at San Angelo. Um, I knew that I was supposed to be working at the church I was working at. I worked there for uh, the entirety of my senior year uh, in in college. Um, I also worked there two years after that. Um, and but then at that time, uh, even though I loved the people that I was working with, again, that's where uh, one of my best friends uh, in ministry that I had had up to that point was working, and I loved working with him. Um, God was calling me elsewhere and uh, and that place was Colorado. Um but I knew my eventual goal uh in all of this was to end up at seminary eventually and and then after seminary um be in a church. Uh that that was the w- very uh bare bones of an idea of what my life would be like. Uh, I would go uh, to seminary, I would get a master's of divinity, and I would um, find my calling at a church, and I would do that. Um, So um, in May of 2024, Um, I packed all my stuff well the stuff that I hadn't taken back to my parents house who were storing it for me Um, I packed all my stuff uh, that was like my clothes my guitar and uh, my books um, which all fit into my small s10 pickup which also um, maybe one of the reasons I couldn't take living in San Angelo. did not have an air conditioner and so I drove um, from San Angelo, Texas to Lake City, Colorado, Um, all day long uh, kind of thing. I I drove with the window down, Um, so um, my left arm and side of my face actually got more tan than the right side of my face and my right arm. Uh, so if I held them out next to each other the next couple of weeks after arriving in Colorado, um, you could definitely tell the difference. Um, so that was fun. Uh, it it um, it was a I think about an eight, maybe longer than that, but about an eight hour drive up over passes in Raton, New Mexico, and, and then down into Um, The valley. um, So on the on the for those who've never been to Colorado, um, on the east side of the Rockies, uh, Colorado is very flat. Uh, It looks very similar to um, Nebraska and Iowa and Illinois. Um, It's just really flat, and it doesn't have mountains. And then kind of down the middle of the state is the Rocky Mountains. Um, Now. Colorado is fairly big, so uh, the place that I was going was in southern Colorado, um, and it was called Lake City. And it was in the the range of the mountains was called the um, Sangre, Sangre de Cristo, which is the Blood of Christ. Um, and it's in the southern part of Colorado, and there's this there's this tourist town that um, I had happenstance enough, again, coincidence, I guess, God thing, Uh, I had gone to, when I was a sophomore in high school, we'd had a, uh, our Baptist um, director, our our Coalition of Baptist Mission uh, Churches, Uh, we were kind of the, uh, this, our our community of Baptist churches in the Central Texas area, uh, had... Cooperate or, or decided to partner with some churches in Colorado. And so for my sophomore summer, one of the things we did, uh, like I said, my dad and I went along with the church. We went up to Colorado, to Lake City, Colorado, and um, we helped put, we thought we were going to be drywalling uh, a uh, the fellowship hall. Ended up we were putting siding on the outside of the fellowship hall because the drywall didn't fit didn't show up or there was some kind of delay and we weren't able to do that which is fine we, we we were able to adjust and do some things um and so um so I I um absolutely absolutely loved being in Colorado when I was a sophomore in high school and so uh, my senior my now my senior year but 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 when I heard um my friend Chris when he was like hey there's this thing, um, I, I don't know how to describe it, but it's happening in Lake City and it's kind of like a Christian camp. Um, and, and we're looking for another guy. Can you pray about that? We're, we about, we find that we will find this another guy. And, um, I was like, yeah, pray about that. And I, yeah, I said, I think that's me. I think I'm, I think I am supposed to go to, to, um, Lake City, Colorado and this summer. Um, so I called up, um, some, some very dear friends of mine, um, who, uh, have had such an impact on my life. Uh, I miss them dearly. I don't talk to them enough. Um, but David and Rosie Whitelock, um, called them up. They didn't know who I was. Um, they just knew I knew Chris and Chris vouched for me. And I said, yeah, I want to, uh, come do whatever you want. Um, they had just, uh, I, I don't want to still, I hope one day, uh, to record some of their stories or at least, um, be there when they record some of their stories cause they're just amazing things. But, um, they had, um, been through a, a bit of a transition, uh, from there. They had been camp directors in Texas and, and there was, a just a, uh, God, God moved them away. Uh, not necessarily what they wanted, um, at the time, but, but God. But they were just praying for next steps, and so David um, had been had been leading uh, trips up in in Colorado, up in the mountain, uh, up into Lake City, and doing some uh, more rustic camping, some family camping, and and um, he um, was up there with a group. Um, Rosie was not there; he he was still back in Texas, and they were praying about just basically what God had for them next, and. Um, again, I don't want to still order that thunder, but um, uh, Rosie said, hey, you know, David, you've been up there in the mountains, you've been praying, has God spoken to you? And, and David goes, well, no, um, well, uh, not really, but, but oh, but, uh, you know, our friend, he said that uh, if we wanted to do something up here, um, then he would send us, a, He would he would be willing to give us a substantial amount of money um to count to come up here and and of course rosie was like what do you mean uh what do you mean like <laughs> what clearer sign do you want like we have somebody that you're saying hey we've been thinking about this we've been dreaming about this and this person's saying hey i want to give a financial gift that would be a big step to amazing making this happen.' And he's like what what do you want god to say um and dave was like oh yeah I think you're right, and so they prayed about it, and they um, they ended up buying this um, inn, uh, and 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 inn in at the lake. Um, the uh, Lake San Cristobal and and, and uh, Lake City, Colorado, is one of the only uh, naturally formed lakes in Colorado. Mm-hmm. Um, it is beautiful. It's it's if you uh, wake up in the morning and go and stare at it, uh, it's it reflects. Um, mountains up into uh, off its surface it it, if you go at the right times you'll see snow-capped mountains uh, reflected around it it is about 11,000 feet elevation wise Um, so uh, you you go up in order to get to Lake City you actually go into the the mountains in Sangria de Cristo and you go up to about 13,000 feet go over the pass and come back down um and a slumgolian pass is what it's called and so you go up to about thirteen thousand feet and the first time i i went um not not when i was a sophomore in, in high school but but when i was going to work at the, the end of the lake the first time i went uh it was i think i left um san angelo that morning and it was probably 102 outside i mean not even exaggerating on that, and I got to um, some Golan Pass. I got to the top, um, and it was snowing on me. Uh, now the snow and the snow did stick around for a day, and then it then it melted away. But um, it was like, uh, yeah, I. I could do this Um, the uh, one of the things uh, so uh, so 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 they bought this in and and I was slightly um, off topic there as I think about the snow and the beauty of it all and how wonderful it is but um, they ended up getting this in and they um, wanted to do family camp Uh, that was kind of the idea that they had but um, one of the things that um, they, they weren't ready to do that yet. And so they were just going to do, um, continue on with, the um, what the, what the inn had been booked for, uh, which was a, a bed and breakfast. And, uh, then also there was a couple of, um, hostel retreats, um, that meant that people would come and book, uh, the room and board. And then, uh, there was a, um, fly shop in town that would teach people how to fly fish. And, and so, um, they they did those and so it it wasn't like it at first it was gonna be a family camp a youth kind of thing when it, they weren't they had previously run a youth camp so they just weren't really sure what it was gonna be um, when, when we showed up we still didn't know they I don't even know if they knew uh, I, I I almost guarantee you they did not but they knew that that they should that that this is where God had called them that this is where God wanted them to be. And they were ready to listen and and just do what how to do ministry however God wanted them to do that ministry. Um which is which is I mean just a wonderful uh, just in that, just a wonderful example. Uh, because the, the inn of the lake became uh, a ministry of hospitality. So much in, in like church ministry, we are trying to Go out, get people to come to us. Um, we're, we're trying to reach people. We're trying to to uh, manufacture reasons for people to show up, and then you have something like the Inn at the Lake, where people are wanting to come and spend time at this in this mountain um, town and and this vacation place, and they need a place to stay, and. So the end of the lake became that place. It became, and so God would just bring people uh, that they would come. And then we would do breakfast in the morning for them. So I learned how to cook for a large amount of people. Um, I, um, I, uh, And after the breakfast, the, David and Rosie would, would share some of their testimony or share a Bible study or just talk about who God was to them and and they would tell people they would say hey you hey you know we're going to have breakfast and after breakfast if you want to hang around we're going to do a bible study we're just going to talk just it's going to be about a 10 minute talk a 15 minute talk um but you don't have to stay you're more than welcome to get up if you need to get out and go on your way um and what they found was that people wanted to stay uh david was uh david is one of those guys that uh has never met a stranger. Has never met a person he didn't like, um, and you, it's hard not to like him. He, he's he's got uh, you, you. You met you meet him once, and the next time you meet him, you're gonna get a hug. He just he's just one of those guys, so gregarious, so uh, outgoing, and and then Rosie is is just um, a little bit more reserved, but um, just quick witted and and kind and soft hearted, uh, to the things that, that God is saying and doing, um, and, and their story, the things that they've had to live through made their testimony powerful. And for me, it was just such an amazing time. Uh, because we were, we were all figuring out the first probably three weeks, four weeks, we were there. Um, the The tourist season had not begun, and we were just trying to figure out what to do. We were, we were repainting, we were redesigning, we were redecorating. Um, none of us were super skilled with any kind of. Uh, we were all just kind of college students that, um, or, ex college students that kind of were, up there, um, chasing, chasing um, the call of of where God wanted us to be, and um, and the we so. David who uh has has a degree a Bible masters divinity and, and uh I believe I, I I don't want to misquote I don't know. He he's got some advanced degrees, uh and, and Rosie does too. Um We just had Bible study. Uh sometimes we had Bible study for three hours uh in the morning with that and that's all that we did. We just talked about who God was. Um, And it was just such a a sweet time that we took a whole month, basically, just to, uh, for Dave and Rosie to share their lives with us, uh, to pour into us, to build into us. Um, There was six of us, six of us? Yeah, six of us there. Um, And I just wouldn't change those moments, uh, those those times um, for anything in the world. Um, it, it's, it's one of the places that I actually grew, um, that, that shaped me into the, the person that I am. Uh, it's one of the times, like the, the things that I learned, um, I don't know that I could have learned them anywhere else. I don't know that God could have, I mean, obviously God knew what he was doing. He, he took me to this place. I don't know that he could have, um, in any way, um, like that, that's just, like it's the he, he's perfect like that, and he put me in the perfect place to shape me into the um to the type of to give me the heart that I have because of the time that I spent with David and Rosie, um in in Colorado, um. And you know one of the powerful things that they um they brought to the table was just that they had they had experienced tragedy. Unspeakable tragedy in their for in their with their children. Um, I mean, even recently, like we just before we started working there, that we all got to there uh, to Colorado in in June. Um, one of their kids had had um, had a back ac- back accident in Austin, and and uh, they're not exactly sure what happened, but it but he was. They spent time just helping him recover in the hospital, and they had had to have surgery on his face. And um, I mean, they they experienced great moments of tragedy, and yet they clung to each other and they clung to God, who God was. Even, even in the hardest, most unbelievable times. Um, and, and I think just that, that they could, they, they could experience such tragedy. And yet, still have open hearts to love and to follow and to trust God. I mean, it wasn't easy, right? I, they they weren't just like, oh well, good times are coming. Um, it wasn't easy for them, but and it was a choice that they made, and he embraced it. They they knew um, they knew that despite the suffering God was still good that their life testified to that despite the times when things didn't work out they wanted um, I it, it was a it was a fun introduction to me um, because I um, as I said grew up in the South uh, very very conservative um, and I, I ran into Rosie who um, liked to go to, the Presbyterian church in the morning and the Episcopalian church, uh, at night. And sometimes she played p- piano at the Baptist church. And, and, uh, and for me, um, growing up in the, the Southern Baptist church, there's kind of this, this, um, I've talked about this a little bit before, but there's kind of this idea of like, well, we know we're saved, but we're not so sure about all the other people. And, and, and while I never, um, did go to, uh, the Episcopalian church, um, Episcopalian. Yeah. I ended up at the Presbyterian Church and and, and even um, led some worship there with my friend Seth. Um, and it just really opened my eyes to the fact that I live such a closed-off life towards so much of the world because I thought that what God wanted for me, the kind of life that God wanted for me, was to be closed, to... to um, be suspicious of anybody that wasn't exactly like me or didn't believe exactly like I did. Um, it, it was that summer um, that that helped me redefine my understanding of, of alcoholic drinks. Um, I still have never had any alcohol, but I but but uh, I looked at David and Rosie and, and Rosie who would have every now and then have a glass of wine, and I was like, well, I can't, I can't align the idea of um, who Rosie is like how much how much how I see her following and knowing and, and and serving God and being like oh but she's drinking alcohol I don't know if she knows God or not and and that was where I lived I, I think I've talked about this before but but when I was um, 20 I mean shortly before I ended up in Colorado I had a conversation um, one of those conversations you just remember, over and over again, I had a conversation, um, with a guy and he was like, I'll go into a bar and witness. And I was like, you, you, the minute you set your foot into a bar, um, you've lost, you know, you've, you've lost your witness. And I believe that wholeheartedly. Um, I I don't anymore, but wholeheartedly, that's what I thought. And so some of that, um, growth, um, yeah, began to shape me um, and and it was because of the people, the hearts that David and Rosie had, and the and the experience. Uh, I mean, you know, you wake up, uh, you step out on the deck, and you're surrounded by uh, mountain peaks, uh, and and that are reflected by this pristine lake. Um, one of the first experiences we had there was to go up and see the passes, and um, it was June um, when I was there, and. But it had been a late snow uh, for, for it had been a late snow season for them. And so when I got there, um, they had just now had kind of taken the snow plows through the, the passes. And so we drove up through them um, as far as we could. There's some passes you couldn't get up to, but we drove up through them and we found snow, um, and again, coming from Texas, I just did not see any kind of concentration of snow. And, and there were walls of snow, like eight, eight to ten feet tall uh and uh, it was amazing you know just breathtaking uh, to think about uh, i mean mountains are beautiful but then these these walls of snow this this fact that and then being able to just sit around the the campfire at night um just was just a, a very uh, meaningful and shaping and unlocking time for me in a time when i i guess i didn't really know um what what I was gonna do uh where I was headed um i I was still trying to figure out um who i was and and what it meant for me to follow jesus and and that summer was a was a very formative in that um, at the end of july i Yeah, at the end of July, um, although I'm not sure I'm there yet with uh, all my memories, but at the end of July, I, I was going to head to it. I had I had had a kind of a, a prompt to discussion with a friend of mine who was who was being hired as a USC, two, which is, if you don't know, is a, is a North American Mission Board position for and and he was going to um, start a college ministry in Indianapolis. And he was like, hey, if you don't know what you're doing, why don't you come hang out with me? And I was like, yeah, I don't know what I'm doing. So, yeah. Again, real hard to convince me even these times because I'm like I don't have kids, I don't have a wife, I, I didn't have a girlfriend, I didn't have really anything to anchor me anywhere. And I was like, let's go. Um, so, but yeah, so June was 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 very much we just we just did a whole lot of Bible studies. July, we really hit the groove of serving people, and again we we hit and we got into the groove of just being. Um, aware of of being being oh just being there to serve um just being just waiting for god to bring the people who would then we'd have the conversations with and then they would say you know um you don't know how much I needed this. They don't know how much God was at work getting me to this place. And you're like, I know we're just here. We're just hanging out. But we're here because God's gonna bring people that that need to to meet us and they need to meet David and Rosie. They need to hear those stories. And and you and they think they're just gonna have um a, a a night uh at a bed and breakfast and get breakfast morning and get on the way, but but who they ended up meeting was was God. And it was just awesome. Um because because it wasn't um, any kind of marketing. It wasn't any kind of selling. It was just like, Hey, come and come and be. And, and we weren't having to push. We were just like, yeah, we just want to hang out with you. Let's talk. Let's sit around the campfire. Let's, let's think about what it means, who we are. And, and like, can I, can I share some of my story with you? Um, and so, so July was a little bit more. We, we, we pushed in a little bit more because we had definitely, um, some big groups come out. Uh, we had, we had a lot more work that became just serving people, but that was, that was another awesome thing in just in and of itself. Um, and yeah, I, yeah. But then along the lines, I, I was like, all right, I think I know what I'm going to do. I'm, I'm going to head to Indianapolis when I'm done here in, in August. I'm going to head, head over there and help my friend. Um, so I went back to Texas, um, picked up some other stuff. Probably did laundry, um, I would imagine, and then headed to Indianapolis, another place that I had never been uh, in my entire life, um, up until this point. But my friend, he was you know, he was starting a college ministry on Iwi Pui, um, which for those who don't know is uh, Indiana University Purdue University at, at um, Indianapolis. Um, they probably don't like it called Iwi Pui. I don't know. Maybe they do. Maybe they're like, yeah. Ui Pui is the best name you could go with, but IUPUI Um, and, uh, so I was going basically as a free agent. Um, I was not connected with any kind of mission agency. I was, um, I, I had worked college ministry for two years before. Um, and so my friend was like, Hey, I'm starting this thing. Could you, do you want to come out and just help? And I was like, yeah. Um, and that, um, well, I will say this. One last thing about Colorado. Colorado was the longest I've ever grown my hair. Um, My my wife has seen pictures and she is not a fan uh, and uh, tells me quite frequently that I cannot uh, grow my hair out to that again. But um, but yeah, um, longest my hair had grown out, um, it curls a lot. And uh, up until that point of my life, and this is maybe easy for you to believe, Um, I had only really ever had buzz cuts. And, and so, um, I, um, continued that, uh, on into, into Indianapolis. Uh, I was hanging out with my friend and there were just some situations that, um, I was not ready to be a part of, um, at the time. And, and one of those things was just, uh, and and this is where you, where you go, man, okay, what's going on? It's where you ask God, like, I thought I was supposed to go here. Um, and then you wake up one day and, and God's like, yeah, you've been here long enough. Or you go, I, I think, was I wrong? Because I feel like God, you're leading me somewhere else. And um, basically what happened uh, was that I... Uh, was, was, I came to a crossroads because um, my friend was at a place that was not very conducive to him doing ministry. They were very opposed to any, to some of the things that he wanted to do. Um, And um, we were young and, and probably um, impertinent to the older pastor. uh, And he uh, the my friend and 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 the pastor um, that where they were staying uh, where we were both staying my place I was living um, basically had a, a a mediation session and and they decided that that he had to move out and, and there was a lot of tension there and 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 I was just like man i I don't think that I want to stay. Um, I think god's I mean again this is where we get into that really, really hard, difficult, um, area of our lives where we're like, I think, I think God's saying, I don't need to stay. And then part of you goes, but is that just me? Like, is that just the voice? Is that like, is that the voice that I want to hear? Like, am I uncomfortable enough that I'm willing to say, I think I need to leave. And I think it's God like, and, and, and we we talk about this jokingly all the time because uh, uh or we did I don't know if people still do I'm not you know, cool, or or in the know of what people do anymore but like um, especially around Christian circles um, and dating it's like oh God told me to break up with you uh, like it's not you I, I I I love you but but God um, God said that I should break up with you um, and and you you begin to go. How, like, and it's still a question that, that I, I talked to my friend Jim about, um, even to this day, like, how do you hear, how do you, uh, in what ways you, um, seek out God's will, but, uh, in such a ways that you make sure in the best that you can, the best way that you can, that you're hearing his voice and that you're not just, just hearing what you want to hear. Um. And I think some of that is just in the truth that, that God's a clear communicator. Like he, he will, will make what, um, he wants known. Um, and sometimes there's, um, there's just, sometimes he's like, yeah, either option here. Yeah. Um, either, uh, y- you stay, you leave now or you leave later. Cause that, cause I don't think cause cause the way that my life has gone. Staying at, at uh, Indianapolis was not my long-term goal. I uh, would not have been what where I, where I needed to be or what I was going to be and what, what was going to happen. And that's okay. Um, that's okay. Uh, but um, so I was like, I, I got to move. I got to move back. And so I did. Um, and um, oh, man. I thought season two we might get to you know getting married and that stuff, but uh, we have not even gotten close, and we're getting along in the in the tooth on this episode again. But um, yeah, I moved back to Texas, and I, I moved in with my sister for a little bit in uh, in, the, in the Metroplex, and I just began to apply for jobs. Um, worst job application I ever went to was a multi-level marketing. Um, thing that before people knew what pyramid schemes were um, there was and and this is probably the 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 thing that I uh, found the most the the thing that I freaked out most about it is is they brought us into this room they're telling us all about these great products and they're like you know it's good news you don't even have to sell to people you don't know just sell it to your friends and your family and and if they buy it then they'll love it and and uh this guy was giving this presentation and as though we were in church there was a lady who was like "Mm mm-hmm a and like he wasn't she wasn't saying amen but he was like he was giving his sales speech and she was like hyping him as though he was uh, a pastor and he was preaching like, yes. Oh, that's right. I was like, I, I need to leave. Um, you guys already know, if you listened to last month's episode, last week's episode, I'm not a good salesman when I am trying to sell people stuff. That's not good or what they don't want. And I was like, "I, I can't, I can't do this. Um, so um, I applied at Walmart. Um, I'm, not gonna, I'm not gonna knock that because um, they hired me. Uh, they hired me, and, and this is this is um, this is how crazy technology is. Um, this is a side note. This is how crazy technology is. Uh, so in 2004, 2004. In the fall, they hired me to try to convince people, not convince people, not even really sell people, but to stand at the camera bar that was outside of the place where you could develop film and basically explain to people about digital cameras and and learn facts about and and why you would want them Uh, and i remember before going to colorado i bought a top of the line camera it was and this was top could you could not get bigger than this it was three megapixels and they they the way that they sold it is they took pictures with just your regular throwaway camera which who knows if kids know what that is anymore um, they took pictures with like a, a, or just a, a regular film camera. And then they, they took this, this three megapixel picture and they put it all in a notebook and they're like, see how much clearer this is? And I was blown away with how much clearer it was. And that was back in the day when your cell phone didn't have a good camera or a camera at all. You, you needed, if you were going to take pictures, you needed to carry a camera with you. Um, 2000, that was 2004. I, I think by, um, I think I worked there for like two weeks before somebody in the connection center quit. Um, and I became a cell phone salesman, but a good, but, but again, I was good at this because there was no, there was no negotiation on the pricing. It, it, it was what it was. Uh, you got what you got. And and so that's what I did. Uh, um, I worked at Walmart, uh, I tried to find a place to go to church um I spent a lot of time with a good friend named Jeremy who who lived in Dallas um we hung out a lot I saw Mitch Hedberg in concert um did that for about nine months and God was like okay two things you're gonna go back to Colorado and you're gonna go to seminary and um I was like, all right, told, told, um, Walmart that I was putting in my two weeks, um, packed my bags and headed back to Colorado. And and it was amazing again. Uh, I got to do some different things. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that um, on episode three, season three. Um, but just so you know, <laughs> season three includes seminary, and and that is the that is the where I met my wife on the first day of seminary. So we'll, we'll get to that story uh, next next week. Um. But yeah, as I, as I think back, as I look back, I think the, the thing that just really um, sticks out to me is that, that somehow God moves with us, moves within us, and, and directs us to be in the places that he needs us to be. And it, it may not be always at the time that we think it's the time, or it may not be in the way we expect or what we want. Um, but he but he moves. And and I still think that it's a valid question to continue to ask, to continue to seek. God, how do I hear your voice and know your voice? And how do I know what's just me? How do I divulge from my desires? How do I get rid of, God, how do I step outside of my desires so that I can hear yours? God, teach me to hear your heart. And I think that's the, that's the contemplation this week. God... Will you teach me to hear your heart? I, I need, I need you. I need to know you. I need to know um, where to go and what to do every day, every moment. I need you. Will you teach me to 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 know your heart and to hear it above, even beyond my own, so that I I will have confidence in stepping out on that. So I hope that um, I hope that hearing about a uh, a summer of Colorado wasn't too bad for you, and and that you heard just. Um, some, some parts of the amazing things that shaped me um, and how God used those. I pray you have a good week. I pray that uh, you are uh, hearing God and he's directing you in the steps that you need to go in. Uh, and as you think about the decisions you make, that you are leaning on him and not on your own understanding. Thanks for listening. Be blessed.